synchronized watches. Three, two, one, go. Synchronized. Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM, and today I am brought to you by the marvelous Matt Nickerson and the the ever-gorgeous Nigel Lowry. I want to be marvelous. Oh, man. The marvelously gorgeous Nigel Lowry and the indescribable Matt Nickerson. <laughs> and the gorgeously, gorgeously marvelous, right? Isn't that what you meant? Gorgeously marvelous. Me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice to see your guys' faces. Hi, y'all. You know what's really been missing from our lives together? What's been missing from our lives together, Matt? Our ability to get together and uh, hang out in person and shake hands, high five, give each other hugs. What if we were to do that at the Penny Arcade Expo West? We should do that. I will absolutely be there, right? All right. I'll be there. I'll remove to see it. It's on my calendar. Oh. So Matt Whoa. has convened this special. Sorry, I, no, uh, no, please. Tribu- tribunal. This, tribunal. This tribunal here. Tribunal uh, for a great purpose. Can you edit and, out me saying uh, tribunal? <laughs> no. In fact, Damn we can ask Robbie to mix that into it. some new music. Okay. Man, that was off to a good start. So, Jim, yeah, sorry, no. you were doing a great intro. I was introing Matt. To intro oh, okay. what we're going to talk about today. Cool. Yeah. So basically, uh, you know, wanted to get you guys together because uh, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of a lot of thinking. You know. You ever have one of those? Do you ever have one of those thinks where you like? Have you ever paced back and forth, like because you thought something was so great that you were like, I gotta, I gotta think about this. I gotta poke holes in this. Uh-huh. I need to like workshop this a little bit. Uh-huh. I've never had no? complex thoughts enough for that. Sorry. I'm a, oh my I'm god! A, I'm a simple man, dude. Oh <laughs> my nothing. god! Damn. I paced, well, I've definitely paced before, but it's mostly because I had a pee. Or maybe like anxiety. You're like before a public speaking or something. You're like, mm. oh yeah, I've done that for sure. Oh well, for sure. Well, so it sounds, but I said, this seems like it's a leading question. It seems like you, sir, have been pacing well, lately. That's yeah, exactly. I've been I've been pacing, right? Uh, and uh, you know, maybe that's because I have a good idea, or maybe I'm I don't know having a mental health episode. Who knows, right? Why not <laughs> both? It Why could be both. Why not both? Oh my god. Uh, let's see. Where do we start? Uh, happiness and uh, the human and human touch. Uh, so. I don't think any of this is revolutionary because, uh, like, people, you know, report on this and they discuss it all the time. Um, But my thought process recently has been, like, trying to understand, like, trying to just feel... The way that I feel about America right now is it feels a little hopeless. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm doing all right. I'm doing great, actually. But I feel the pain of other people right like i feel Mm -hmm. like people are having a hard fucking time out there Mm -hmm. um and that that's awful right like i i feel like uh i'm not doing enough to help people 
Um, I feel like what I have got in this life um, is undeserved. All that imposter syndrome shit that everybody gets some, from time to time where you're like, you know, I just fell into this. Like I was just in the right place at the right time. And, and I just kept failing upwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think, you I know, I, I don't think, think that's that we all Right. <laughs> and I think that it's something that we all struggle with, right? Sure. So I was thinking, I was like, okay, what, like, but what is leading to a lot of those feelings, right? Like that feeling of loss, that feeling of like not fitting in, you know, um, feeling like an outcast or whatever it is, right? And it just, like, it kind of, you know, came to me. Maybe I read it. I don't know where I got it from, but I was like, it's human touch. Like, it is that through this shit with COVID, like, we have lost that. It has been scary to get together with friends, be worried about shit, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, like... I think even that was something that, like, I lost in my friendships, in my relationships, mm -hmm. all that kind of shit. Like, it was just hard to stay connected to people because everybody was telling you that somebody's going to give you a fucking virus and you're going to die or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right? And, uh, and uh, you know, they also, like we also said, well, it's, it's, it's affecting the elderly worse, right? So... Don't go see your parents. Don't connect with your parents. Like, because you don't want to harm them. Right? Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. And, I mean, I think, yeah. I think at the end of the day, like, uh, our parents are, you know, they're, they're suffering from that in different ways, depending on how much we were able to get in, you know, get in contact with them. If they lived far away, different countries, whatever else, like, you know they're off on their own they have to they hopefully have their own social systems in place to stay connected to people but like yeah if i can't but connect with my to family your, to your whatever. point to your point you know at least i know our, our parents are older right i imagine at least yeah. 60 and up mine are 70 and up yeah um, yep. and they their entire social circle is the like one of the most at risk so therefore their entire social circle either lost people in the case of my parents, or they couldn't be around the other people because it's even, you know, it's even harsher for them. Well, at least the ones that like believe that you should, I bet you there's also a pretty high part of the older population that didn't uh, fall into the category that this wasn't that big of a deal, but you know, I don't have any facts to support that, but yeah, I bet you the, the older generation have even a tougher time and maybe not, or and they're traditionally one that haven't been more uh, most expressive with their emotions and their mm -hmm. uh, mental health. So I bet you they're, you know, venturing a guess, but that gener entire generation, 60 plus, are having a even harder time with the isolation. And coming out of that isolation is almost jarring a bit to, to them as well. Yeah. Like to get even like receive a hug from someone after so long feels. I don't know how it feels for yeah. them. Like, and that has been something that I have not, I've, I've been able to thrive in this environment because I have, you know, my daughter and my wife and it's been hard, but like 
my daughter is always there and she's always wanting to like snuggle up with us and do all these things and whatever else and like uh and i don't even know sometimes i don't even understand it sometimes why she's just like clinging on you like she just she doesn't she doesn't know she just know like right. her body is just, just like i gotta i gotta yeah exactly i gotta hug you i gotta like annoy you i gotta like you know slap your belly whatever it is right um yeah so that that felt like something that uh you know has definitely affect uh really affected us and and i you know i started thinking more about like okay well you know that's not it like that's not the only thing it's not like two years ago before this happened like we were all good right like we had all these kinds of issues in america and we had things that happened in america that like we for some reason like we can't seem to understand why they happen here, but not other places or like why, you know, uh, some of these other developed countries that are on the same, you know, level as us, like they, uh, seemingly have a happiness level through the roof as compared to ours or whatever it is. Right. And we can say, oh yeah, it's, it's, uh, education, it's their medical system. It's all these things. Right. Um, and I feel like those are all, symptoms somewhat of a, a bigger epidemic that is happening to us which is the lack of human touch and what i will say like when i started thinking about it was where did we kind of go wrong or where did something change you know in our society that started to turn us that direction and uh Man, I mean, Nigel, I know you got kids. Uh, I don't know what Wait, it was what? like when you, Nigel, I know you have kids, correct? Oh my God, I guess, I guess I totally forgot, but yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit, are they, are they asleep? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I haven't seen them in weeks, but yeah. Go ahead, Boy, sorry. I hate to take that so. aside, but I just saw a video on the internet of a woman who had just had her wisdom teeth removed. Yeah. And her husband was driving her home. You know, one of those things where they record the person yeah, yeah, yeah. down off yeah. anesthesia. And they're on their way home, and she looks in the back seat and sees the car seats. And she's like, what are those? And she's like, <laughs> That's devastating. we have kids. And she's like, what? And she has, <laughs> yeah. She finds out she has four kids, and she's just absolutely terrified at the notion. She doesn't believe it. That's, that's a tough one. It's a tough thing to find out all of a sudden. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh... What was I saying? Anyways, Nigel's got kids. Uh, news to everyone. Man's got kids. <laughs> uh, and I don't know about you, sir, but uh, when my daughter was born, we made certain that it was part of our birth plan, that she was uh, out of our arms for as little amount of time as possible. Right. Like... Right on the like chest, they put, they, the mom's chest yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. And then mine, like, I, you yeah. know, I'm laying there taking my shirt off, whatever. I was like, I was sick as a dog. Like that day I had gotten like the flu, like the night before it was fucking terrible. But like that was, you know, and I was wearing a mask and all this shit, but I was like, that was the most important thing. Um, and I didn't understand it at the time. Um, and I didn't like, cause it seemed like it was like this weird new science or something like my, thought process with having a baby was like oh i thought that like they put them in the nursery 
right. with all the other babies. To um, fight it out and see who is the right. strongest. All those other babies. <laughs> right. Um, Sorry. No, 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 no. For sure. Uh, and like, yeah, so I was surprised and whatever. And I was like, but this is great. Like it's, it immediately, I don't know, like it immediately felt like we had a connection. Like, right. you know, yeah. um, and I feel like that has led to so many things now where, you know, we all like just the way that our family unit works, like we just seemingly understand what someone is feeling a little bit or we have an inclination, you know, or we can help calm each other down, all that shit. Um, and I was thinking like, yeah, well, in the but in the 80s when I was born. Uh, I mean, I don't know how widespread this was um, or how long it went on, but like America switched to this shit where it was putting babies in the nursery. Um, And feeling like those, you know, in that moment when, like when a baby, when a newborn needs to be able to smell and uh, recognize their mother and their father that that shit wasn't there and like i know for certain that that was not a thing that i got as a baby maybe it was because it was a little bit of like um uh like the the protocol a little bit right right uh i don't know about you guys but um, i don't remember i will also yeah nobody remembers uh but i will say that i was born uh, with a birth defect, uh, which required near immediate surgery. Yeah, so my that probably has part to do with it. Yeah, for sure. Right. So my interactions yeah. though, with my parents, like were limited. Um, sure. and, uh, and so since then, like my relationship with my parents has fallen behind. Like it is not, uh, a priority to me. I do not necessarily understand my parents for good or for bad. Uh, And uh, I feel awkward, weird when I like hug them. Cause like they don't, because I believe what I'm sensing is like, I don't on a, on an instinctual level, I do not recognize them. Interesting. The kind of base level thing. That's interesting because I was going to say, well, I mean, I imagine there's, you could have offer, you know, example of exam, after example of people that have a very close relationship to their parents that for whatever reason didn't go, you know, skin to skin touch at birth, right? And then you could probably find many, 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 many thousands the other way, um, right? So I don't know if like putting it all on that moment is necessarily it versus you know totally without, without diving into your entire childhood and what that means like you know, <laughs> no, what, what sure, other right. things going on but i think that's interesting right. that you you recognize that like it's not just um awkwardness is one thing right some people can be just awkward huggers period because i'm familiar with that right not necessarily me uh-huh. but other people you're like tell, you can see that they're it's unnatural for them to be hugging someone but you said something interesting there which is like you don't recognize them like on an instinctual level, which is pretty, pretty deep. And it's interesting. You, and but you don't find that obviously with other people, it's just them or at least not other close people. 
like when you hug your wife mm. or hug your siblings Correct. or close friends, you don't feel that. Yeah. Correct. That's like, I do not. Yeah. I feel connected to my wife and my daughter and I feel very connected to my younger sister, you know, cause we were around each other all the time. Right. And we played those roles and she was, she was born after me to where as a kid, like, you know, I was also one of the first people to like hold her. So sure. she looks up to me. Yeah. Um, and who, who wouldn't Matt? Who wouldn't? We she's all got good taste. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like, so I started just like putting those things together. Right. And I was like, this is just fucking like, it feels like a big thing, like, like that Americans don't do, like that we don't know how or we're out of practice in a lot of ways. Like, See, I don't know everybody. that it's an American problem, though. I don't, I think it's by any means exclusive. Yeah. I mean, certainly we don't, we're all three of us Americans. Uh, me, the most American of all of us, just because of my love of Mount Rushmore. Those, Absolutely. Yeah. Nachos and stuff. The Mount Rushmore tramp stamp is yeah, 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 yeah. the most American exactly. of us. Exactly. Um, but like, anyways, whether or not this is an American thing, but I mean, you posed the question earlier, Matt, like, where did this happen? I think COVID maybe exaggerates it or something like that. Um, but you know, I don't know. I'm a big, I'm a big internet fan. Don't get me wrong. Love the internet. I'm on the internet 20 hours a day, but I mean, I think it's almost certainly like a hundred years from now or 500 years from now, we'll look back and whatever state the world is and point to the, the advent of people interacting online as being a, uh, a pretty big divergent shift in, you know, the mm-hmm. human condition, right? Like yeah. it's no, like it's, we, I think all, I mean, all three of us, right. Uh, were born, uh, without the internet. Right. And then, uh, then it came about, you know, to me, I think I was, I don't know, anywhere between, I don't know, 12 years old when the, at least I was doing BBS dial-ups and then getting into AOL. <laughs> I was ripping off AOL and uh, Delphi and uh, Prodigy by using a credit card generator with my computer, which was awesome. And like, but we, we got into that. That's a whole nother podcast. The, the, the crimes of young Nigel. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. The young crimes. That's a great topic. I mean, we all, <laughs> oh, man. we all bit torrented. I, 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 well, I've got, I've got, I definitely have theft, check fraud, all sorts of good stuff. It's great. <laughs> I, I, wow. Okay. All right. But, but the point is like, what was you your, know, uh, Nigel, what was your, your uh, ASL? ASL? Yeah. ASL. I, I don't know what ASL is. <gasps> no? No. Jam, do you know? No. Is that nobody? What? No, no, no. Like back in the AOL days. The AOL a- days. Age, sex, location. Age, sex, was, location. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what we you did? You didn't frequent dude, the chat room? This is, oh, I did. This is about to get real weird. Yeah. We were like these weird, like, uh, uh, just trolls before there was trolls. We would get on those chat rooms, and uh, me and my friends in high school, we would love trolling these weird older perverts. So we'd get into whatever room, you know, and they're like, I guess they would ask ASL, which I don't know. I guess that's what they were asking. I don't remember what they were asking at the time. Maybe this is predated to ASL. Point being, they would ask, and so we would immediately say we're a 17-year-old girl. 
And then we'd get all worked up and start asking us questions. And we'd play along for five minutes and then just come back. You fucking, like, they would get weird, you know? As soon as they got weird, we would just fucking drill them with, like, you fucking pervert, da-da-da, da-da-da. Just, you know, they'd log out. It was great. We had we had many laughs luring in weird perverts into chat rooms and then just annihilating them. Like, we're 15-year-old boys, you fucking weirdo. Anyways, <laughs> um, where was it going? Before we get into the, the, the internet, the pre-internet crimes of <laughs> Nigel Lowry. Yeah. You're talking about how the internet was tearing people apart. Oh, no, yeah, but like, so we came from a... I that mean, was, he brought people together. He was bringing them together. Yeah, I brought everything together. Frank there's, Perbs. There, there's, uh, there's, there were, yeah, we were basically, what's that guy that would walk out and get the perverts on the TV show? We were doing that before it was cool, man. Chris Hansen. Yeah, Chris Hansen. We were, doing, we were Chris Hansen people on Prodigy. Um, so the we come from a time though that right we've seen it before and after there's like a, you know two generations worth of people that have been born you know with only internet in their lives right and so like it's just you know, and it sounds like old man talk but it's like hey if you needed literally anything you basically had to go get it right like if i wanted a comic book you had to go get it uh, if you wanted and you had to talk to the comic book guy you had to talk to the comic book guy to talk to the people on the way and out you're just I think we underestimate like the 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 sheer volume of human interaction that we used to have, like on all facets of our lives. All, and it's not just work; people working from home now—that's one thing. And like you know, ordering food to your house is another thing. Amazon is another thing, right? But like when you add all these things up, everything you used to have to just interact with people, uh, even on the most basic level, whether they're just saying hi or just head nodding and you know whatever it is. You had that. And you, you weren't all enjoyable by any means. In fact, I'm sure a lot of it wasn't enjoyable, right? Just or there was either no joy in it because it's not a joyful experience. Just order, you know, a Whataburger or whatever. Uh, boy, I'm so suggested there's a Whataburger TV commercial on the screen and I just picked up Whataburger. So <laughs> shout out to Whataburger for sponsoring this podcast. And like those add up. Think of what your day is now. So to your point, Matt, 90% of my days, my human interaction like with a person is just my wife and kids, like directly with them, occasionally a neighbor, and then even less occasionally, like going out to talk to somebody but get something. But when you were 20, uh, I mean, when I was 20, I didn't have a cell phone, dude. Like if you wanted to do something, you really had to like talk to somebody and, and, and or, you know, walk down the hall or whatever it was in college. And it's just getting worse and worse because everything you do now like we we've catered convenience to be a lack of social interaction that's convenience right and whether it's for cost or time and they're probably positive in a lot of ways but you know what is it stripping us of like what are we actually stripping out of it so it's you know it's interesting because i think that like if you were to fill up a glass of what your daily human interaction was it would look so sparse now compared to what it was 20 30 years ago and i think that's ultimately at least to our generation, maybe chipping away. The thing is on this podcast we're talking about right now, it's just a bunch of uh, either near 40-year-olds or 40-year-olds, right? And mm -hmm. if you were to have uh, a 15-year-old on here, uh, they may not have really the same opinion even close as us, right? They, just because of context and because they don't have that. Whether that's good or bad, it's, you know, I guess it's for other people to decide. Um, you know, what, what their life is like, how, what their quality of life is like. Our perceived quality of life is more human interaction. 
Um, but other people's are not that. And so we may get sad about the, it being chipped away, but for other people, this is all they've ever really known. So maybe it's, you know, mentally not as grating on them. I don't know. It's an interesting question. We should invite a 15-year-old on think, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. I think a 15-year-old is still living at home with their parents. They're not living all alone, um, you know, yet or whatever. As, or, well, let's take a, take a 25-year-old. Alone. <laughs> well, take yeah, a 25-year-old. Yeah, let's talk to J.M. As, as, as the person slowly going mad from lack of human contact. It's not, let's uh, be clear. It's not that slow. <laughs> Well, I mean, it didn't start that far from crazy, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it started long time ago. I think urbanization is the problem and jobs dragging people across the country and tearing apart families that used to be larger. The Cold War is an issue, uh, like the nuclear family, like the fallout survival level family unit, like the, the you know, husband, wife, kids, like instead of having like a large interconnected family of grandparents and cousins and uncles and aunts. I'm very, I'm very with um, Kurt Vonnegut on this, that like American families, like the people that are happiest in the world have big families and mm. like, you know, and Americans, our families have been chopped up and spread across the continent, uh, you know, you know, encouraged to do so and stuff like that by jobs or feeling the need to do so because of jobs like, you know, the Western expansion and all the, all of that implies. Um, but like, I think hopefully the internet is the cure for a lot of that with the ability to work from home and with the ability to decentralize so people don't have to live in cities anymore. You don't have to have like massive urban centers for like jobs. Like maybe people can live in a more spread out comfortable way or like actually like maintain communities in places that they want to live and like actually be able to build communities instead of building a community. So I'm still sad that I left Austin. <laughs> I miss the shit. Yeah. Out of Austin, Texas, right? And Again, it was, doing it, was it was 110 degrees, though. You don't miss it that much, I promise. See, I, okay, I don't miss the summer. I, don't so miss, I do not miss Texas weather at all. Uh, but I miss the people. I miss, I miss Austin. When did hmm. you, how long have you been in Washington? How many years? Oh, God, four or five. Four or five now. And how many times five. have you been able to go back to Austin? I've only been a couple times. Why don't you go back more? Oh, because I have a lot of anxiety about travel. Ooh. You don't like to travel. Nope. Do you not... I uh, thought, you I, don't like to fly? I thought you would love to travel. I, mean, I do. I get, okay, I do love to travel. I do yeah. like to travel. I do love to travel. I just have, like... Uh, anxiety. I'm lie. Yeah, plan, planning things... Mm-hmm is hard for me like planning mm -hmm. things and making a thing happen is like really hard for me to do um just for whatever dysfunctional or whatever however my brain works that's a thing that's hard for me to do uh so i don't like and to, to take a trip you gotta like plan a trip you gotta like figure out where you're gonna go and and stuff like that and what you're gonna do and... yeah because you can't just show up at the airport yeah. Uh, and book a flight without it being an insane, either insanely priced or you're flying standby where you're just waiting to see if you can get on. Uh, I mean, I guess I have the You've ticket prices been... gotten that bad. I mean, ticket prices were okay before. I mean, it's not that bad to fly to Austin. I used to fly to Seattle when I was, 
I, you know, listen, the truth is I'm just a fucking Sorry. vampire, Matt, and if nobody invites me, I don't go anywhere. <gasps> okay. If I'm not invited, I don't go Jim, anywhere. Jim, come to Austin. I'm inviting you. They'll do it in so, like sorry. October. The reason, the reason I am pushing on that is because I also believe that our transportation in America is shit. That we have expanded, that we have moved out of, you know, people are moving out of these, these big cities and things like that. But, like, our, uh, our airports and infrastructure have not caught up. We have all this shit happening right now okay, where so- they can't Nope, go ahead. Just real quick, Matt, before, because it seems you're moving on to a different topic, I just want to say the first topic of happiness brings you, like, physical contact brings you greater happiness, is brought to you by Heave Ho, available now on Switch and uh, and Steam. Heave Ho, human contact brings you greater joy. Company man, through and through. <laughs> but I see, I don't, before we get into the transportation, though, I'm not, like, I don't know, I think that's... Uh... I mean, that's, I think that's a pretty tertiary thing because I think that, you know, your 99% of your like contact would happen in your neighborhood or your house, well, around your neighborhood or your city, right? Mm-hmm. And leaving is one thing. And I think, you know, seeing other, other cultures and other places, whether that's in your own country or, you know, outside of your own country is important, but like, I don't know, you brought up the, the, the kid thing and I'm going to make a reference to this. It's, it's like, it's, it's not just the internet, but it's technology, right? It's formed around the person, like catering. So you are entertained with however you want on your own personal level at any point in time, right? So, and this has been true for, you know, a few decades, but it's gotten more personalized and better, right? Like when you're in a car with your parents on a road trip, let's say, more or less you had to listen to whatever, everyone had to listen to the same thing in the car. And then you, the Walkman came about, and you could, you know, pick up your five tapes, uh, your Ace of Base, another classic, uh, your uh, Smashing Pumpkins, you know. And I would put on my headphones and listen to the six, six songs, but I'd, I'd run out of juice yeah. there. But like now, it's interesting. Like you, you know, kids in media, right? So when you see it, even on TV, so it's not just like I'm not capturing just like one kid I saw, um, but you have kids and even myself saying like i want to listen to what i want to listen to in the car so i'm just going to pop in some headphones on this road trip and not talk to people one thing that um bugs the fucking shit out of me and my wife and i realize this is a gross blank statement that i'm making here um because there's probably good reasons in a lot of cases but whatever i'm going to make some gross generalization here so you go to a restaurant we will mm-hmm. not let our we will not let our kids sit there with an iPad, right? If we go to a restaurant, they have to talk to us. They don't bring toys. They don't bring an iPad. And I'm not trying to like holier than thou on parenting here, but like it's because we want to be able to. They need to be able to hold a conversation even at five, like have some sort of interaction. But then you look around and the like the half step here of I think a sin is like the kids sitting on an iPad just watching a movie while your parents talk. I get it. You know, you need some time. You want to be able to talk with your spouse, significant other, partner, whoever's with you. And maybe the kid needs, you know, it's, it needs a, some sort of distraction that's entertaining for them. But then it's like the next level up, which is like they're just on, they have their headphones on, iPad, 
and they are just in their only space at a, at a dinner at a restaurant. And it's like, whoa, like, I hope this, I hope this is a one-time deal for whatever's happening. Cause if this is what happens every time you go to a restaurant, I feel, I feel it's sad. Like it's sad that like takes, I mean, you went to a restaurant, you're taking time out of your day. Nobody's working. Nobody's got an emergency. You're at a restaurant and you should be able to just talk. And I think like that is another small example of how the greatness of technology has brought us closer together in ways, you know, I can FaceTime my grandmother, which, you know, I couldn't have done 20 years ago. It's amazing that I can FaceTime my grandmother and see her face and talk to her and have a better connection than I would basically just maybe talk to her on the phone. Good parts. Yay. Yay. Technology. But you realize like, like anything, it can be misused and you find yourself in situations where, yes, you're closer to your grandmother, you can FaceTime because you would have never talked to her as much as you do now or seen her. But also the people that you're supposed to interact with, like a more like frequent basis, everyone's cutting themselves out. I'm just as guilty too. Like I know I'm belittling other parents for doing this, but I'm just as guilty. I'm like, oh, cool, my kid's taking a bath. I'm gonna put my head, one of my earbuds in, and listen to a podcast I've been trying to catch up on. And afterwards, I'll feel guilty because I'm like, he ah, wanted to talk a couple times. And I just kind of was like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh -huh, uh -huh. but I wasn't really listening because I was listening to this podcast. And it's one of those things that's like, why shouldn't it, it's it's uh, where we're at now is like, why shouldn't I be entertained? Whatever that means, whether that's something fun or something you know serious, doesn't just throwing it all in entertainment. But everyone's including myself. Why can't I be entertained at all times? Because I have the ability to do so. And it's starting to cut you off from everybody else, because rather than having those conversations, you're, you know, why don't I just do what I want to do and, uh, and leave it at that. And I think that's probably a pretty big detriment to these connections you're talking about, Matt. Absolutely. Uh, I did, I did want to uh, pause and thank our sponsor, uh, sponsoring, uh, or, uh, Oh, I've lost my train of thought. So we're going to have to cut, this, so cut this. Oh my God. It's going to be great. You're so you're going to so cut great. this. You're going to cut we're gonna this lose part the sponsorship out until I can route. get this. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. All right. Let me see if I can do this. Looking for a night out with the kids? Download <laughs> Pointy. Now available on the Netflix app. It'll <laughs> It'll keep them entertained all night long. Keep Perfect. the little bastards clicking. Pointy. <laughs> now available. Enjoy okay, those nights, kids. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I agree with everything you're saying. And yeah, I, I mean, it is always hard and I'm sure that we have been those parents once or twice where you're just like, listen, it's been a long, a long, long day. We didn't maybe know we were going to go out to eat or whatever. I didn't plan accordingly. Kids getting out of control. Maybe I just got to give them some screen time for a little while. Um, sure. but yeah, it is always hard when you're like, you see parents out with, you know, their three kids and they've got three iPads um, yes. and it's, it's like, what are you guys even, what, what are, what are you guys doing? I think sometimes where I'm like, are you, yeah. is anyone having like a good time? Right. <laughs> like but, the parents are just kind of like eating their meal, uh, and not yeah. necessarily interacting or knowing what to do in those situations anymore. I rewatched, uh, Wally -E recently cause my kids hadn't seen that one yet. And it's my favorite mm -hmm of the Pixar movies because I think it's, I mean, Pixar has incredible movies, right? But it's the one that was like the yeah. most like, dude, that is, 
pretty spot on in a lot of ways. And I'm a, I like sci-fi and I like dystopian sci-fi. And it's like, as a child, kids movie, basically, it's like, whoa, they are some pretty heavy stuff there. Because that's what you know, you're like, you look at it and go, is this? This is. It's like everyone references uh, idiocracy, right? Like, oh, idiocracy is, you know, that's where we're headed. Yeah. Which is funny, but sad, but also probably true. But then you look at Wally and go, no, oh, that's right. Maybe where we're really headed, right? Like, not just being, like, it's not about being stupid. It's just being, like, so isolated. Like, you just don't have interaction. There was a moment in that movie, I think, that someone looked up from their screen, who they clearly have not looked up from a long time. And they go, oh, we have a pool? It's funny because they've lived like gener- generations have been on this starship or whatever that they're on, spaceship or space yeah. station or whatever. And they're like, hey, we're cool. And like, how funny is that? It's like, well, that's true. Like, it, it's obviously gross exaggeration, but like, it is kind of true. It's like, oh, you know, there's things that you're happening all around you you didn't even realize. And I'm, again, just as guilty as everybody else. And I think that like the phone, right? The phone is. Uh, the most insanely it's like the the iphone or the smartphone or whatever you want to refer to thanks for the sponsor apple um the iphone is (laughs) really uh changed like everything in the world like on so many levels and so many places in incredible ways but like also it's just like how detrimental is this thing to my well-being like i stare Uh at this phone too much the first thing i look at in the morning Uh that's the last thing i look at at night it's not good that I do. That's the case, and it's bad. But like, uh, it's you know, it's addictive. What's going on in the world? What are you know? Every every app, uh, everything is on there, and you're like, fuck. This has changed the world for so much good, but probably, like I said earlier, like stripped away so much uh, from us. You know, at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's every every technology is like a double-edged sword. You know, whether it's uh, self-driving cars or nanobots or whatever. There's all sorts of good things that come from it. And there's also some horrible things that can happen to you in a slow, steady erosion. And, uh, you know, and also think about it as it relates to our job. You know, we work in video games. Like, video games are awesome for a lot of good things. But video games are really bad in a lot of ways, too. <laughs> for the, in the, you know, for the wrong for the wrong people. Yeah. It's not it's not helpful for them. And, uh... Well, Anyways. They're like drugs. Yeah. I mean, they're, it's so, a digital, like, you you put it on your computer and it gives you visuals and sound and you have an experience of being somewhere out of your body in there. Right. I don't know. Anyways, again, thanks again to our, our lead sponsor, <laughs> Video Games. Video <laughs> Games. <laughs> if you don't leave your body when you're playing video games, you're smoking the wrong weed. <laughs> your, your life sucks. Video games. Mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, the cause and or solution to all of life's all problems. All of life's problems. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, why... So how are you going to fix this, Matt? Why yeah, is Matt, Matt why, why, Yeah, I feel like you're just coming to us with problems. Episode. What, what, come on. I feel like you're coming to us only with problems. Where you're, This is a solution-oriented podcast. Man. Hugs, man. Hugs. Okay, you're There's raising a reason. hugging, right? There's a yeah. reason we give out free hugs, you know? We don't, yeah. by the way, for anyone that packs, we are not doing free hugs. Oh, right that's now. true. Yeah, but we Once will you bu- facilitate other people hugging. No, so, and we'll, how about that? No, no, no. I will actually discourage any Damn hugging. Damn it. Okay. On, on site. I'm, listen, no. two-thirds of us came back with COVID from PAX <laughs> East. So, Damn it. No hugging in the booth. 
right. What about a hug just, season pass where you buy them all If you're listening to this podcast, you should just hug someone. A hug season hug, pass? Hug someone close to you that hopefully doesn't have COVID. And just and hug them longer than you would think is normal. Or if they do have COVID, hug the COVID out of them. If you squeeze them, you know, no, you don't know. It could help. Better than drinking bleach. No, I won't say. Sorry, I will not say that. But I will say that. So last night, as a little bit, I got you know, I was I was feeling down, so I decided to put on a little uh, light programming um, before playing Hunt Showdown, Hunt Showdown with uh, JM, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I put on Chernobyl, The Lost Tapes. Oh Um, yeah. That's got to oh, be yeah. positive. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the Ronkins were off the chain. Uh, I'm sure I said that wrong. Uh, but yeah, there's, there was one scene where um, the this lady was talking about how her husband had been exposed to all this radiation. Um, and obviously they didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, they don't, this is like a foreign concept to them or whatever. And, um, you know, the doctors were warning her and telling her all this shit, like, you know, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll let you in there to see him, but, like, don't touch him, don't get close to him, all this stuff. And she's, like, expecting that, like... I mean, it sounded like she was expecting to, like, walk into, like, you know, someone on their deathbed. They open the door, and it's, like, all these guys, and they're just, like, hanging out, playing cards, talking or right. whatever. Her her uh, husband makes a, you know, funny one-liner about her being able to, like, ah, she even found me here, or whatever kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and like uh-huh. she couldn't she couldn't fucking help herself right it was like that was like before she even knew what she was doing she's like hugging and kissing him like because sure. it was just that you know that longing that was like like it wasn't just like oh there's that person that i love and like i want to talk to them and be around them it's like no i need to like i need to reconnect with them like we need skin to skin contact to like at a you know at a cellular level be able to know if or feel like that other person is okay mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of shit in there i think there's a lot of shit when it comes to like touching another individual that like there's a lot of data that gets transferred it's like that shit that we do with our phones now where you can just put up a phone to the other phone and it transfers all your fucking contacts and shit it's like that somehow but we don't understand of hugging. and i'm saying i'll bring it up i'll say like if that's not the case then why do we shake hands when we go in for a business meeting? Like, why do we, why is that the first fucking thing we do is, hi, nice to meet you. Let me shake your hand. Like, oh, it's a formality. It's these things. It's whatever. And I think that like the history of that shit is like, oh, because I can possibly get a fucking read on who you are as a human. Like I can tell some way if you are like a danger to me and, or if you don't want to shake hands, maybe that's a, it's a clear indication that like there's something wrong here. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think that I don't think that there's there's probably thousands and thousands of pages of science that back up that interaction is like you know obviously forming a bond on some sort of mental level, some sort of uh, physical level, whether it's pheromones or just like you said, you know, just some unknown transfer of whatever between people. So yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I think that. Uh, at, I think that's going to be. I'm sure. I think that if we, any, any expert out there that's listening to this, because I think there's a lot of hug experts that listen to this podcast. If correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> we'll look at the analytics. But I mean, that's got it. That's definitely just definitely true. I think there's that's it's all out sure. there. 
Um, but I think that, but I think no, no, that like are all uh, original thoughts that I'm having for sure. This is not draw, intro draw, levels to. <laughs> I feel like we 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 uh, we'd be uh, remiss not to mention uh, our eighth sponsor, but I think it's funny because it relates. It's Dropsy, like Dropsy, that game that, uh, published by uh, one of my favorite game publishers, Devolver Digital, and uh, oh, they do made, such good work. Uh, you know, fifty fifty, but like. Jay Tholen, you know, one of the things like there's no speaking in that game. It's like a very good example of what you're talking about. I think there's no, it's a mute clown, right? So, and no one else really speaks in that game, or at least nothing you can understand necessarily. But like, you know, his 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 primary tool, Dropsy's primary tool, is to hug somebody, right? And like, that's true. Like, we all we all know that to be true. It's not a question. I don't think anyone's questioning that or anyone listening to this would probably question that. It's like, you know, uh, the acceptance of that hug and, and if that's what people want type of thing and they understand or like the good that can come from it. Right. And, and hug is like, I don't know, maybe that's too strong of a, or too broad of a, or excuse me, excuse me, too specific of a, um, an action. Right. Like you mentioned shaking hands, uh, just the side arm hug, uh, just anything, you know, any sort of, close contact it doesn't have to be actually physical touch i'd say even like there's a difference between you know sitting in a room with somebody uh or sitting next to them and having a conversation versus you know on the phone or even on facetime or on this mm. right if we had this conversation it's 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 the things that are happening around you too right so for example us having this phone call or sorry this zoom call or whatever it is google hangout thank you again google for the free hangout is one thing we're having a good discussion and I love talking to you guys, but, uh, being in your presence is totally different. Like there's something thrilling, right. Uh, on some sort of sub level about, you know, actually interacting with somebody else. Right. If you, if that's what you're into, uh, some people aren't. And then there's like, what I was going to say is all the things around it. Like that's why people want to go have a drink. They don't say, or go get coffee. They don't say like, Hey, let's go stand in this hallway and talk. Cause yeah, that's one thing, but it's like, having a moment of coffee or drink or lunch or something like that, doing something together, you know, is, uh, is important to people too. And so I don't know, I think that's, you know, maybe that's where we, we talk about it as a company, right? Like how we need to get together. And it's, I don't think it's necessarily going to make like the day to day work better that we do. And I don't think better ideas necessarily will come from it. It can't hurt. But like it's just forming that emotional bond with the people that you spend an insane amount of time with, and it, it amps up the trust. It amps up the desire to help other people in your company. And I'm using this on company level because let's face it, this is a company podcast or whatever. But like I'm using this as an example, like that us getting together at PAX or E3. You know, this E3 we taught we haven't done E3 in what two or three years, but that's I know. But it's so fun because of the like the moments that you spend with those people, like certainly, you know, shaking hands, hugging, whatever, but just kind of sitting there with JM uh, on the side of a pool or just in sweltering heat or whatever. Um, you know, even when we're like combative with each other, it's like, it's an experience and you're having it together and it's much more meaningful doing so, you know, uh, in person than it is, you know, over a call or over a, a video call or something like that. Yeah. I know I need it though, but JM, I have a question for JM though. Hold on. Huh? 
you are also someone who has just even on this podcast admitted to some level of anxiety about these things. And I have anxiety in large crowds too. Um, but I don't, I think that like, there's also people out there that don't like this stuff at all. Right. Don't like uh, l l try to limit their face to face interaction with people oh, and sure. certainly like to limit their uh, physical contact with people like, you know, purely platonic shaking hands or whatever. But I like to limit that. And like, I don't know. What do you think about that too? Because we can sit here and all preach that how important that is. And I do think it's important, but there's a lot of people out there. I think that really thrive being so, an introvert too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so, well, <clears throat> I was going to say something about E3, but so one of the best days of my life was a day that I went to a free hug event that somebody in Austin was organizing. And there was a bunch of people on three street corners in downtown Austin with, you know, big free hug signs. And we just hugged strangers and I went down there and I mean, I loved it. It was like one of the happiest things for me, hugging strangers. But, you know, like you said, not everybody feels comfortable with hugs. And for me, it was exciting or fun or just part of like, because for me, I wanted it to be about the hug, but I wanted it to be about the, what the hug meant, right? It's not, the hug doesn't mean I need to hold you, stranger. Mm -hmm. The hug can be, let's fist bump. Like a lot of businessmen, a lot of like big manly businessmen didn't want to like, oh, I'm not going to hug a fucking stranger on the street. And I'd get a handshake out of them, or I'd get a high five out of somebody or a fist bump or yeah. just, or, or, or no physical contact at all. And just like a, have a nice day, you know, or, you know, obviously you let people alone when they clearly don't want to be engaged, right? You look, you um, but you know, I, so, I mean, you know, it's whatever people are comfortable with, but Another thing that's just nice, you know, you mentioned E3, and, and one of the things I love about E3 is, is the mansion. And wherever we go, I hope we, if, if we don't go to the mansion, I hope we find something similar. Because the thing, you know, like you said, sitting by the pool, what's so wonderful about that is, like, it's where you just get to get up, and everybody's kind of getting up together. And it's not like yeah. a hotel. Like, in a hotel, everybody gets up and, like, does their business in their room, and then they go down to the lobby when they're ready. At the mansion, it's weird, because everybody kind of comes out in their PJs. And everybody's yeah. this very, like, vulnerable, like, not, like, they're just normal. They're just, like, there's no pretense. They don't, they haven't put on business mode yet. And so, like, you know, people just bleary-eyed, like, smoking a cigarette because they're hungover, waiting for breakfast. Or like, I'm waiting in line to brush my teeth behind Anna, like, it's some sort of <laughs> summer camp. <laughs> yeah. You know, are you, are you, know, you done yet? A, yeah. There's somebody in the pool already. Hopefully yeah. they had never left. They were just there all night. <laughs> they slept there. But yeah, I mean, that is, the, that is absolutely like, uh, you know, you go to a wedding. Uh, like, I've been to weddings where, you know, the, the entire, like, wedding party stayed in a house, you know, together yeah. beforehand or something like that. And it's just like, like, you're getting to know, like, obviously you probably know most of the people, um, you know, pretty well or whatever, but you're also like meeting these new people that are being like brought into the fold or you just, you know, you're connecting, um, you know, w with, um, with just this, this awesome, like new group of people. Um, and yeah, I don't think you, like, you just don't get that same interaction, no matter how long you play, you know, in a guild together. Like if you're not, meeting up from time to time, you know, and seeing somebody in person and like understanding more about like their sense of humor, like how they interact with the rest of the world, like all that kind of stuff. Like, um, I think a lot of it gets lost in translation. 
Yeah, I think that's where it's interesting. Whenever you see those, like a documentary or some sort of like video about like, hey, these are the people that have played, you know, games together or whatever, been online friends for ten years or five years or whatever it is, and they capture that moment of them actually meeting. The reason it's so meaningful and the reason we all kind of recognize it is like, wow, that's cool, is because we all know that meeting somebody in you know person for whatever amount of time is. Um, is way more important way more meaningful uh than just that the online interaction but like i don't want to take away from i also i don't know i feel like there's a little bit of a a, a, a battle in my head because the online interaction is like you wouldn't have, i mean yeah facebook everybody fucking sometimes it can be better that. it could be better than than physical interact like it can be better than an in-person interaction well, I don't even know if it's sure. like I don't know if it's a qualitative thing. It, like the qualitative mm-hmm. thing of the physical interaction is uh, great, but then you have the the quantitative side. There's so way more people I keep in touch with on a much closer basis, whether uh, it's through Instagram or playing video games or whatever that you just never would have like without these yeah. things. Yeah. Right. And so, like, I don't know, that's what I was saying earlier. So, like, this trade-off. And, you know, there's friends of mine uh, that live in Dallas. And after I moved, I went, you know, five years without really talking to them with any sort of frequency. So, no one picks up the phone and calls anymore. I'm not calling my buddy just to FaceTime and say, what's up? But uh, there's a group of people, a group of dudes that I play uh, Warzone with, like, three times a week. And I talk to them more than I've ever talked to them in my entire life. I know what's going on with the families. I know what's going on with them. Just because we're fucking just talking, you know. And it's it's one of those things It's like it's a double-edged sword because I would not talk with them. And then I wouldn't make plans to go visit them as much because I, I have lost that connection with them. Like the people in high school, my high school friends, I've lost all connection with because we didn't have that for that period of time when we disconnected. But my college friends a little bit more, but my like friends that I made basically in the years, you know, 2000 to 2010, I'm way closer with. I know that's just because a well, part of it's because it's more recent, but another part of it's because we connected on, uh, we had more strands connecting us. Thank you, Kojima-san. We had more strands connecting us uh, online. So that kept those relationships tighter. And that means that we see each other physically more too because of that. And so I don't know. It's like anything. It's just, um, it's just a little bit of a, of a give and take of, you know, what's more important to you. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if it's like, I don't, you know, I don't think you'd have, you wouldn't necessarily have these without the uh, one without the other. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. I did. Sorry. Something you said a while. Uh, you, you both kind of touched on it a little bit um, a while back uh, was just about uh, some people are introverted um and you know also when it came to like this free hugs event or anything else like some people don't want to hug and that's that is absolutely like great right like they they you know you you respect that or whatever i will say that i am an introverted person uh like this doing these types of things when i go out to a gdc which was like going out to gdc and e3 is like most of like Nigel and my's interactions before we work together, you know, uh, full time and me at GDC or D3, I am like a different person. I 
force myself to be extroverted, get out there, do all these things. Because um, I, I mean, I some of it is I feel in my element or whatever. Some of it is like I feel like it's something I had to do. Uh, after that, after one of those events, I am destroyed for a week. Like I am like I don't want to talk to anybody. Like I am good. I am so full of interactions. Like I can't even process. <laughs> and um, so yeah, I mean, and I don't know if that necessarily falls into one or the other. I'm probably a little bit of both. But I will also say that like growing up, like I was not a hugger. Uh, I thought it was strange. I thought it was odd. I didn't understand when someone wanted to hug me, uh, like a friend, you know, whatever. Like, uh, and, um, like it took one of my, like my, one of my best friends, like it took him, like I met him and I was like, dude, don't fucking hug me. Like, I don't know what your deal is, whatever. But he was so kind and so nice and just like, in a weird way kept at it and just like talked to me and whatever else and like wanted to just like hang out uh that like i was like yeah i don't understand why i didn't want to hug like i don't you know i didn't hug hello or whatever kind of thing like it just wasn't part of my nature but like i didn't like it was more like i didn't want to hug because i didn't want the other person to feel bad or something like that like that i wasn't maybe giving it my all or whatever i don't know uh but now like yeah i i would say that Especially when I'm in one of those amped up states, like I am a hugger, because like, I don't know, like I'm like, yeah, this is a great way, if it's if it's cool with everybody or whatever, that like to interact and feel like you immediately like, like I disarm myself. I'm like, you know what? Like I'm putting myself out there, and you know, like, um, uh, I just want you to know, yeah, like I want you to know that like, hey, I am here and I am like, I am committed to talking to you as a person. Uh, and you know, I want to hear what you're saying or whatever. And, uh, sometimes I feel like a hug maybe, uh, is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, can I just say, Matt, now that we are far enough in that it's absolutely, I mean, we're, we're kind of at what would normally be the amount of time for the forecast. Uh, and I just want to say very quickly that I thought that this forecast was going to be an ambush and that you were going to engage me on Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> and that's why you had Ooh, Nigel in here. This is still, there's still time. Oh my God. That is, that is ne- join us next week for We Tear JM a new one. I, I will say. I know it's been it was it was months or whatever, and I have also felt like you did not invite me back because I was I was no. not happy with you. But no. I will say that after we had that last whatever podcast a year ago or whatever, uh-huh. that I then I, I listened to your points uh-huh. and I listened to it multiple times and I wrote so many things down. And then I went and I watched the Road Warrior. Uh-huh. And as I was going, I was taking notes like, this is, I am refuting exactly what you just said about Fury Road. It happens in the Road Warrior. You need to understand. Like, I was, I was like, they're the same movie. The <laughs> and same you movie. love one and you don't Not love the other. All the same movie. <laughs> I know, I know. Very. I, know, <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you started with, you were talking about the pacing thing and you're doing this long intro. And <sighs> I was, was on, I was like, oh, but uh, you were building, you were building, and I was like, oh my god, I mean, this is going to be about that movie, isn't it? I feel like 
I uh, hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. I feel like we do need to have an episode dedicated to the things James wrong about, and we can have like a rotating, like kind of guest list. And I mean, I'm going to be on there the entire time. But yeah. you're wrong a lot about a lot of shit, Jam. About what's good. <laughs> I want to apologize. I I feel like well, there's something I want to say because last episode I was I was trash talking Bethesda's Fallout Three a lot. And I feel like that that was childish gamer opinion that I developed at a young age, and I want to let that go now. But uh, I mean, I'm still definitely right about Fury Road. You like Lord of the? Uh, you hate Lord of the Rings movies, right? No, I like Lord. Of the, I like the movies. Oh, I you like, like the, the movies? Books. Oh, you don't like the books? Lord okay, of the Rings. sorry. Have you read them? Because they're I boring as shit. Other, no, I'm never gonna read them. Just, just talking pop culture and movies and whatever, and going all the way back to where we were talking about babies in nurseries and all this shit and that feeling. Um, I was like, yo. Yo, 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 yo. The Matrix? Like, the, the Matrix is what it is. Like, uh-huh. the reason that they created that world and were like, oh, you know, our bodies are in these little fucking bubbles and whatever else, and we're all hooked up to wires, and we get plucked out, you know, and everybody else is around us, and we can't really tell what's going on. I'm like, the, the Wachowskis, mm-hmm. the Wachowskis, I was like, I bet that they were in the nursery as kids. Like, I bet that that was part of, like, uh, their birth story. Like, and didn't, did or did not realize it. And, or maybe they just, like, saw that as part of it. But I felt like that was a, that could have been a heavy influence on that scene. I was like, that just. We should ask them. Can we get the Wachowskis on, on the podcast to ask them directly? On the Devolver Digital Forecast? I don't see why not. Yeah. Um, if we can fit them into our schedule. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And then I also want to tell them that the Matrix Resur- what is it? The last one? Resurrections. The best Matrix film? Res- Resurrections? Do I hold Resur- on, hold on. Hey Matt. Matt. <laughs> Matt. No. Did you hear I that? Theory on that too. Wait, did you I hear said, that? He yeah, just said the best one. Uh, uh Alright, I'm calling for the do ball. As Tom Hardy said, that's bait. Do you think it is the best one because it destroyed the franchise? Because <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to watch something burn? Yeah. No, I, I definitely... No, I'm, I'm all right on Matrix movies. My thought there was uh, that they have... That the reason the fourth one was no good is because they have been dealing with their childhood trauma and they have been able to let some of that go. And so it can no longer be applied to... The work of the Matrix. They told you what. They told you why in the movie. They said, "Yeah, <laughs> it's they, pretty clear." They we said, don't we, make we, "We don't want to make this. We have to make this, or they're going to make it without us." So if we it. don't make it, someone else will. I mean, it is honestly that they decided like we're going to kill this thing. Like, eat shit. They fucking took it out back. <laughs> just shot just it. Gave it the old Merovingian. The old Merovingian. But like. Good on them as artists that they oh, were yeah. like you're not. I think that I think that's kind of this from, me. from that standpoint. I think it's fucking awesome that you're like, yeah, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make this all about the fact that we didn't really want to make this. <laughs> oh. Actually, it was that just part one of the movie of them. is excellent. Yeah, that's good. What'd you say? I, I I love that part of the movie. The first third of the film, yeah. where yes. it's just dunking on itself, yes. is amazing. It's great, and then they <laughs> then they then they started. This is really making it bad. 
Oh. All right, here, here, here. I'm going to list off a couple of things that I think suck. Or, oh, okay, I'm going to list off things that I either like or suck. I'm going to do five things, and then Matt, you're okay. going to do five things. And then, JM, you have to fucking just one word. I'm not even going to respond. I just want to know. <laughs> okay. Okay, did you watch, do you watch Stranger Things? I watched the first season. Okay, that's fine. You're good. Because the last one sucked. This past one sucked. I haven't watched, I haven't gotten like through it. the last two episodes of this last season. Okay, don't bother. Save yourself. Okay, so that's something save you yourself can... four hours of your life, by the yeah, way. You no, said two it's episodes. It's a, it's a lot. Okay. Did they... okay. okay. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Did you watch that? Fucking incredible. Incredible. All right. We can okay. find common ground there. Okay. Did all you right. ever see Swiss Army Man? No, I need to watch that now. Fucking no, watch Swiss Army Man. Okay. It is not as good as Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, but it is very, very fucking mm-hmm. good. The, the ending is like... So there's it's the two characters through most of it. The ending they bring in some other characters, and all those relationships are kind of clunky and not not very good uh, because they're all like really held as more metaphors for the rest of the movie. To anyway, but yes, it's fucking incredible. <laughs> it's so good. Melanco- Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Uh, I don't like his voice. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I like it. Liked it back. Like in the day. like, yeah. I mean, it's good music and like. He's an excellent lyricist, but like I don't like his Death lyrics. Stranding. Never played it. All right, I'm really striking out here. The Did last you play it? I played like for an hour. I'm just throwing out stuff to see what he likes. <laughs> um, and the last one, let's see here. Did you watch Severance? No, bro, bro. We need a you need to do, we need an entire three podcast series based on that show. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I'm in. Hey, promise me I'll here you'll watch. Oh my god, let's watch it. Can we watch it together on the Damn, podcast? Let's watch it together. Sure. Or, we like, can watch it. We'll, we'll figure we can it out. watch it together. What is? Uh, yeah, you'll have to. T- yeah. Okay. I'll watch. What is that? Is that the? Is that the? Apple the TV. Holland where he does the umbrella dance. What? It's what? Loki. Do you have a Loki? No, I'm. I'm doing it. I was. Oh, I was Tom, just, that wasn't even the right Tom, is it? I was pulling a. I was pulling at like my brain went full random. I went that time Tom Holland did Umbrella singing in the rain Umbrella on the lip syncing show. Anyway, I don't know what okay. Severance is. Got it. I got it. All but right. okay. I was like, that's singing in the rain, but I don't know why Tom Holland's in there. Okay. Yeah, he does a lip sync. Anyway, uh, no, it's okay. um, Adam Scott, Apple TV Plus. I don't uh, have that. Well, we'll but I'll find. I'll, it. I'll buy it for you. Is yeah, that okay. good? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll get you one month of Apple TV. This part of <laughs> this, this, this section is Apple TV Plus and Severance. <laughs> five point P on Netflix. Uh, so wait, that was your five, and you were trying to you were trying to throw some things out there. To I just need a, I need a gauge. He's all over the place. He's all over the place. I'm just okay. I'm so angry with him sometimes. I don't, I don't. It's because we love you, and we're sad that you're so wrong. That's why. The dessert bananas foster. It's not, yeah, we're not angry with you. We're just, we're like, we gotta show you how very wrong you are. I'm not. And that's what, not what about the dessert okay. bananas foster? That's my last one. Bananas foster. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, haven't, I haven't had one since I was a child, I don't think, but I think it's good. It's just bananas, ice cream, and chocolate, isn't it? And it's set on fire. Oh, yeah, like the sparklers. I don't think there's sparkling involved. All right, go yeah, ahead, Matt. Okay. Close up this podcast with five see, things see. for uh, things that JM hates that he shouldn't hate. Is that what we're shooting for? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We're just we're just trying to get a, rec- a gauge. I think. Okay. Uh, Wes Anderson. Oh yeah, I like Wes Anderson. 
I haven't seen all the stuff. I haven't seen the the submarine one. It's alright. Oh, I know. My favorite like, one. That yeah, is my favorite like the one. one apparently. Well, uh, I don't know. The Grand Budapest Hotel is my favorite movie of all time. Oh, that's very good. That was Cassidy's favorite. Uh, I've my my daughter is six, and uh, I have gotten her to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox multiple times, and she loves nice. it. And I am so happy about that. Okay, let's see. <laughs> this part is totally gonna be cut out. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, I think she's good. I don't know how to read Matt on that one. Yeah. No, She's not really happy about that response. <laughs> do you not like Taylor Swift? I, I do not. Oh, I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I like Shake It Off, stuff. and that's about it. Um, and that's... Uh, that's yeah. Florence and the Machine. No, it's not. I uh, know, it's a different Shake oh. It Off. Oh, okay. You know, Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture. That's, yeah, that's definitely Yeah, Shake It Like yeah. a Polaroid yeah. Picture. Yeah. yeah. Shake yeah, It Like a Soul Shake Mm. Okay, what's something like very Austin that like he wouldn't like? Is there something like that? Uh, I mean, it's fine if you don't like (laughs) football. I I, I mean, I think I already know that about you. I was trying to think of like I've only been to Austin like twice. Uh, Is there like what's the best barbecue in Austin, Nigel? Dickies. I don't know if it's Dickies, but (laughs) it's all good. Yeah, Salt Lake. That's Salt Lake's right? pretty good. Salt Lake's pretty good. Oh mm-hmm. my god! If I had ever been to Salt Lake sober, I bet I would have loved it. Mm. Okay, all right. So you're in agreement <laughs> in Austin barbecue. I don't like beer. How you feel about Disneyland? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people love it. Um, I. I don't know. Don't say anything that's negative about Disney. No, I that's mean, true. Just the whole <laughs> thing about you know people having parasocial relationships with fictional characters, which is what celebrity is, and what you know people loving fictional characters is, is I don't know. I think it's part of the same thing that you're talking about with people not having as much contact with each other because people have relationships with people they've never met, like Taylor Swift. Why should I have an opinion on her? Oh. That bitch don't know me. Whoa. Uh, oh. No, too too hard. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna write a song uh, about you oh, oh no but she won't because we don't have a relationship I think I have one if I remember correctly uh, Seinfeld <laughs> oh see so I never watched Seinfeld because it had oh, the same yeah. time slot as the Simpsons for me and I had to make a choice mm-hmm. and I made yeah. the right choice bro it's been about 20 years though you could have got up like three times over come on <laughs> but it's over <laughs> You know what? I should watch Seinfeld just because I'm a huge fan of Jason Alexander and Julia Louise Dreyfus. She's the best. She's my hero. They're they're really incredible. I never understood why she wasn't in more everything everywhere. Like just in everything. She's just great. She is. Uh, I will also say the, the physical comedy of Kramer in some of those episodes is just like it's just insane. Like what he what Michael Richards was able to do sometimes it's I don't know it's a crazy mix of people that they were able to get on that show and what they were able to uh, put on screen but yeah JM you and I talked about that where it was like these shows in syndication or things like that where you're like 
I have I have a uh, a negative uh, uh, perception of shows like Mash and Frasier because growing up Frasier hearing those hearing the theme songs for those uh, shows meant that like I wasn't able to watch The Simpsons or Seinfeld like no, it I... meant that I had missed out on they they were oh, over. Okay. It's like I don't dislike the Seinfeld. I don't have anything against Seinfeld because I because I what's, didn't watch it. I, it was just, what's the yeah, deal with Seinfeld? It's on at the same time as The Simpsons. What was on after The Simpsons? Who gives a shit? Family Guy. Oh, that was long point. before Family right, Guy. Never mind. All right, we're talking about something else, I guess. God, uh, what, have uh, I done Married enough? with Children? Mm. Oh, Married was well, that was on after Married with Simpsons? Children was on after like. You know the newest episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, that's what I'm oh, talking about. Yeah, yeah. I meant like in syndication. Every night, oh. every night at like six p.m. or seven p.m., I would be watching. We had Seinfeld. Seinfeld and the Simpsons. Okay. Yeah. There's a couple power hours there, where The Simpsons and Seinfeld raised me. Huge. <laughs> Huge. What um, time to be alive? <laughs> uh, it's eleven. Careful. He's fine. He's fine with it. Careful. He shrugged it. Oh. It is a technological masterpiece. And a uh, wild okay. ride of a film. I'm, I'm about to stop my audio here. This is. <laughs> no, it's, it's no, fine. It's Nigel, great. put that Everybody down. In it is no. wonderful. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Speaking of which. It's eleven thirty. I get to bed. Oh my god! Yeah, this was. This is fun. Guys. Good topic, Thank you so Matt. Much. Thanks, Matt. That. So what we're taking from this is Jurassic Park and Seinfeld bring happiness, and this is why Jr. Yeah. or Jr. Jam is not happy because he's not really enjoying either of them fully. <laughs> if we can give Seinfeld to the masses somehow, if only if it was available to everyone for free, would be happier. So Jim, how do you close? How do you close a podcast? Do you do a pool? Uh, oh, you know we do. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Do you have any? Do you have any pluggables? You got any websites you want people to go to? Uh, Just Seinfeld. Uh, I kind of want to plug Seinfeld. <laughs> Great. Really? Yeah. It was overlooked in its day. Hidden <laughs> gem. Uh, if you want to see the masterful Twitter stylings of Nigel Lowry, you can go to twitter.com/slash Devolver Digital. And witness the magic as it happens. You can follow that. If you like talking on Discord, you can go to discord.gg slash Devolver Digital. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And we're on twitch.tv slash Devolver Digital. Thanks and for, and we're going to be in real life, it sounds like. Pax West. Pax West. Pax West. Come get hugs. Free hugs. Oh, <laughs>